So today, we're going to be talking about an episode simply called The Watermen. The W-A-T-E-R-M-E-N. The Watermen. Which is fascinating because most of the members of this species we uh, see and hear from in this episode appear to be water women. Well, yeah, indeed, and... Michael, you just skipped a bit. We learned that the Watermen are uh, an alien race, so yes. they're not—they're not men with hoses and squirt guns, or men made of water. They are just aliens, like we've seen in sixty percent of the episode, who At are least. from a different, yeah, who are from a different uh, climate. A climate of water, and they let us know that in the episode. Now, one of the things that is notable about this episode is, and correct me if I'm wrong, this is the final time that we will see Wendy, Marvin, or Wonder Dog in an episode of Super Friends. This is their last appearance. That is correct. Uh, this is this is season one, episode 16, the season finale of of super friends and if i remember correctly this show goes like they don't make new super friends for like another five years after this interesting interesting so i i I think whatever whatever causes wendy marvin and wonder dog to not appear beyond this episode was traumatic enough that they needed to take some time off you think so (laughs) you think the episodes of super friends are happening in real time I think I think they are. Uh, they I I just which wonder... means that by the end of the series, Robin is probably about forty five years old. It has to be. I just wonder about what caused this. Why why they decided? Well, it sounds like it, the show got canceled or something or put on hiatus. And then when they rethought it, they decided not to include these three uh, terrible characters. Yeah, I think they were like, hey, we still want annoying teenagers and an animal to be part of this, but let's give them superpowers. And so we will, in the next episode, have our first with the Wonder Twins, Zan and Jaina and their monkey Gleek. I'm excited to see this because again, I'm I'm a big fan of the DC comics, but I and I've I've heard people reference the Wonder Twins, but I have not not yet seen it. So that's going to be an exciting day for me. It will be. Uh, but to I, I I for one feel I'm feeling a lot of. Uh, distress uh, at this being the final time we see Wendy, Marvin, and Wonder Dog because it seems as though they're just just like democracy. They're leaving us in a in a fizzle and not a bang. Agreed. And I really Agreed. would love to have seen them leave in a bang. Either they. 
it's revealed that they're geniuses or they are killed or there's a murder-suicide or whatever, uh, I, I would have liked to see them go ceremoniously as opposed to unceremoniously, which is, I think, what we got in this episode. It is, however... And we'll get to this when we get to the end of the episode. Maybe at the very end of the episode, like after we've gone through it all, we discuss what we think might have happened to them. Yeah. Uh, but I do, I do have a hypothesis as to what may have happened. Fantastic. I don't, so maybe I'll come up with one during the episode. During this yeah. episode. So, um... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start off by saying I almost felt insulted by this episode of television in that it, we've seen different iterations of this show. Sometimes they try to cram nine different plots into one plot, and sometimes they just have the very loosest of premises for one uh, bad guy or problem. This episode, yeah. I feel like, was the, no pun intended, most watered-down, flimsiest excuse for a plot that there has been. Uh, I think I, I think, agree. I think if I was a child, uh, as is the target audience, not uh, men in their 30s, I, I, I would have been uh, either pissed off or I would have simply turned off the television because it, it didn't even have the things that I want to see as a child, which is cool locations or silly looking uh, characters or action happening. This episode was literally what well, look. All right, Michael, if you want to give some kind of overview of this plot, I'm going to give you my blessing. But what I'm going to do sure. is I'm going to say what happened in this episode. Number one, some things some things are getting fucked up with the ocean. Yep. Number two, the super friends investigate when in, Wendy, Marvin, and Wonder Dog identify the problem. Number three, general activities ensue trying to figure out what the problem is. And number four, they discover aliens and figure out a misunderstanding and provide them with what they need. Yeah, I, I within think that I you, don't. Oh. Within that, I don't really know what else <clears throat> to say. I think if you were to, as people often do on the internet, have. Uh, uh, like a, a bot watch the first 15 episodes of season one of the Super Friends it would write this episode and, I've, and now that I'm saying that out loud I believe I have said that about a different episode but I think it is more true with this one because it it hits all of the Super Friend plot points with in none. the most generic fashion. Yeah, with none of the endearing mistakes or you know, biz bizarre lines that we've come to expect 
This was simply a like if if an AI did make this, the programmer would go, "Oh no, uh, I need to tweak this code because this is so boring and, and stupid." Yeah. Although so there are some weird, crazy things and funny lines throughout. Yeah, indeed, indeed there are because this is you know uh, <clears throat> this is still an episode of the normal friends the regular friends podcast. And so yeah. um we're going to analyze these lines. Uh you do do not worry about that, a listener. So Michael, if you want to give any more explanation about the plot, I want to you to feel free to do that. But um I'm not going to sure. I, I don't I'm not gonna yeah. justify it. Look, okay. I, I, I will I will I will walk us through this episode because I, I took notes and if if I don't walk us through it then why did I take these notes? On this particular episode of television, why did I why did I waste that effort? <clears throat> so we start at the Hall of the Justice League. They are, you know, we're hitting the ground running on this essentially uh, worthless plot. Okay, the trouble alert goes off. Storm waves are hitting this coast. the The coral reef is is damaged it is thin so things are are hitting it or, or like going making it through the tide hitting the coast this town that looks like it's maybe a leftover background from an alien planet because those don't look mostly like earth-based buildings uh superman goes to repair it <clears throat> After he leaves, Colonel Wilcox, who I believe at this point has been demoted to working for the Department of Fish and Wildlife, <clears throat> because he informs Wonder Woman and Aquaman about the red tide, and he very specifically mentions how fish are in danger, and it is a high priority to save them. Now, I am not saying that we shouldn't be worried about sea life being endangered we we should however colonel wilcox used to be a high up military guy who you know was presumably the military liaison to the justice league now he's telling them about issues with fish i just don't see how that's not Really, I I don't see how his career can free fall any further. Well, well, look, I'm going to let you finish your recap, but I have a slightly different theory on Wilcox that I'll get into later. I, I, I look forward to that. So, Aquaman goes to save the fish. Wonder Woman goes to check out this red tide. Uh, then we... We change scenes. No one has bothered yet to tell Batman, Robin, or Wendy Marvin and Wonder Dog about what's going on. So they are going to tour the ocean in a submarine belonging to a character whose name, I'm almost certain, is Professor Matey. As in, Ahoy Matey. Is that the name you heard? Yeah, something like that. Maybe? Huh. I, yeah, I heard I should, maybe. I need to look it up. But 
This is one of the first things that I wrote down as being very funny to me. They arrive, and uh, Professor Mady smiles at them and says, Hi. And Wendy, like someone who was just learning faces for the first time, says, Oh, he's nice. <laughs> Again, based on a smile and him saying hi. She makes a big deal about how nice he must be. Uh, it, <laughs> Marvin also has a line where he goes, I like him already, um, after just a general <laughs> greeting, which made me think, which made me think, certainly this is the bad guy. Certainly, I thought the, the exact uh, same thing. Certainly is a problem. But in fact, for no. sure, he is the titular waterman. Yeah. Who is the threat. Yeah. But no, their initial read on him appears to be more or less correct. He is just a, a, a nice man with a submarine. <laughs> um, so everyone starts to walk inside. This, in, inside the submarine, Marvin and Wonder Dog see what they believe are two kids walking on the water. But by the time they try to point this out to Wendy, she dismisses it and, you know, makes them feel stupid because, as we all know, Wendy feels nothing but seething contempt for everyone around her except for, I guess, Professor Mady. Indeed. So they, they go into the submarine, and then we switch to Zara, and I could not tell if his name was Hollow with an H or Volo with a V. The pronunciation seemed to vary from character to character. I think it's Hollow. I mean, I watched it with subtitles, and it said Hollow, but... Uh, okay, yeah, no. that's what I thought. But every once in a while, I thought I heard a V, and it was strange. Uh, they apparently come from a faraway water planet that never gets a more uh, exact name than Water Planet. Are They are taking silicon from the ocean, which makes the water turn gray, but also seems to cause a red tide. And they never really got more specific than that about how they were doing that. No. Uh, the narrator very specifically ends this just by saying, They are water people. Which he says in a way as though he expects like us... The, the like, viewer to know what that means. Yeah, like we're supposed to know what water people is. Oh, you know, water people. Oh, that. Uh, but offering no more explanation, we he, cha- he moves us along to Superman arriving at the, the broken reef. It's still storming. He goes to the TV station. So... I don't know how the trouble alert gets information or Colonel Wilcox, 
but somehow this TV news station does not have access to the same information because the weatherman or the anchor who doesn't have a desk, he just stands sideways in front of a camera, is about to tell the people of this unnamed city, everything's fine, the storm's going away, because no one has informed him until Superman right now that the coral reef is breaking up and they're about to get bombarded by waves. Yeah, they just make it up, or they have a... Just an independent journalist, I guess. They don't get, like, news bulletins. It seems to me that Colonel Wilcox could, at the very least, send information to the emergency response people of this town. But he doesn't. It falls to Superman... To halt his saving of the town to take the time to warn them of the danger he is attempting to save them from. Uh, He helps tear down a building at a demolition demolition site, uses that debris to fill in the, the break, seems to work at least temporarily. We switch to Wonder Woman flying around in her transparent plane, uh, and she deploys the Wonder Net, which appears to just be a net that belongs to Wonder Woman. It doesn't appear to have any other special properties. So Wonder Net feels like a stretch. Yeah. She's really uh, pulling a page out of Batman's book of just adding part of her name to an item and hoping that makes it special. Um, it doesn't, it's just a net that she's using to catch the red tide. Zara and Hollow watch, but offer no assistance. Zara seems kind of concerned that they're fucking up the ocean, but not enough to do anything, and Hollow doesn't seem to care at all. Right. They go back to their submarine slash spaceship and cause another red tide, fill up their silicon tanks, and fly off to their mothership. This is where we meet their commander, who informs us that they are trying to get 100 families back home to Water Planet, but we get no explanation as to why they were here in the first place. Why, why did these 100 families leave to help collect silicon from another planet? We have... We never learned this, and I think they could have made the story much more interesting if perhaps these are refugees from another planet that are trying to find another place to settle. You know, add some yeah. add some pathos to their struggle. But no, they just yeah. happen to be there. Yeah. We go back to Colonel Wilcox uh, briefing Batman Robin and Wendy Marvin and Wonder Dog. So they're finally learning about what's happening. Superman finishes fixing the reef, but then sees that starfish are everywhere. 
And that's uh, bad, I guess. Again, they only kind of explain why that's bad. Aquaman finds another red tide, instructs the fish to run away from it, and then he joins the other super friends on Mady's ship. Really, very little of consequence happens in this episode. It's... Right. It's... Man, this is just some generic bullshit. We get Marvin and Wonder Dog fucking around on Wonder Woman's plane. Wendy shames them. It looked like the transparent plane was just tied to the submarine. That can't be good for the structure of that plane, right? No. Just to tie it to a submarine? Correct. But it seems to be fine. Uh... Hollow and Zara listen while they dis- well, the super friends discuss the problem. Oh, I guess they do explain why the starfish are bad. They're eating the coral. So Superman goes to fix it. Superman really spends pretty much the entire episode focused on the, the coral reef here. Uh, really just putting out fires in regard to that. Aquaman goes to check on the other fish. And then Meaty says, oh, we should look into this. Yeah, no shit, guy. That's that's the whole point of the episode. Looking into this. Um, Batman decides to stay on the submarine. And he dispatches Robin and Wendy Marvin and Wonder Dog to go investigate outside the submarine. Hollow, uh, in an attempt to delay them, reveals himself and starts talking to them. Robin tries to blow him off. (laughs) So he tries to engage the throttle, which has a couple of funny things about it. One, the word throttle is misspelled as throttle. (laughs) T-H-R-U-T-T-L-E. Jesus Christ. Um, But also, the way the... uh, the throttle like the throttle is labeled at the top of the throttle it says full and at the bottom it says throttle which does not make sense it does not indicate which direction to move it to go faster yeah full and throttle it is yeah doesn't make any it's sense it's confusing it is but before they can get anywhere Hollow sabotages the boat. He pulls out the propeller and then tries to point them in the wrong direction. Which, do one of those. Doing two doesn't, doing both of those things doesn't make sense. You've made it so they can't go anywhere and you're pointing them in the wrong direction. I think you buy more time if you just send them in the wrong direction you don't have to sit around talking to them. Yeah. While they try to figure out what's wrong with their boat. How would you sabotage a boat full of people? I would just... Um, I'd, I'd just kill them. Yeah. I mean, that works too. They he obvi- Hollow obviously cut- has no respect for life on this planet. I would cut the fuel line. Sure. 
Sure. Who knows what other things uh, you could, you know, while you're pulling silicon out of the ocean water, maybe there's something in that uh, boat fuel that you could use as well. Yeah, it could be useful. Um, so, yeah, he buys enough time, Zara escapes. Uh, Wonder Woman keeps sweeping the red tide away. Batman and Mady look for more. Here comes, I think, one of the weirder things that happens in the episode. Superman very famously can expel gale force winds from his lungs. He has super breath. He has had, I think he's used it before on this cartoon, but he, he has this power. It's well documented, but instead in order to humanely remove the starfish, he goes to a movie studio in Hollywood and gets a wind machine that he and Wonder Woman use to try to blow the starfish away. Uh, which also doesn't seem that humane. It seems like it would very much damage the starfish. Yeah. Just it, we'll, we'll, get them into that that we'll get into that later. <laughs> All right, we get we get more hollow sabotaging the boat bullshit. Robin uh, doesn't believe him. So once Hollow leaves, he dives in, finds the propeller, and fixes the boat. Rejoins the submarine. Hollow goes to meet up with Zara. They do more silicon extractions, uh, and then Aquaman has a super long conversation with Parrotfish. Just a lot of back and forth about how the chain of life has been disrupted. Uh, all the fish are starving. So he harvests nutrients from the ocean floor to sort of tide them over. Uh, and yeah, if anything jumps out to you, feel free to interrupt. This is a very boring episode. Well, I've, I've, got, I've got my list of, of points. I just, you know, like, as far as the actual details of what happens, I mean, the, it, 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 it's, it's basically just they, you know. Yeah. At this y- point, it, yeah. Yeah, in fact, yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna just rush through the rest of the, 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 the plot here. Uh... Batman and Mady search for more red tides. Uh, they learn about Hollow. They, the fish, tell them about more red tides. Hollow and Zara keep dunking on human boat technology, and then wheels. Later, they think mechanical legs are better. Um, and then. Yeah, they finally catch up with these these water aliens. They all converge on the mothership. They come out, and then after causing all this damage, 
they just one conversation fixes the whole goddamn thing. They learn that they can get silicon from sand. They learn how to refine it. Everyone is fine. The episode ends with uh, Marvin, Wendy, and Wonder Dog playing water polo with water people, which to me seems like they would be a, a huge disadvantage. But uh, Wonder a, Dog saves the goal. A, there's a Everyone reason why these. The there's a reason why these water people crash landed. They're not the best of the watermen. No. Yeah, these are these are. I bet you know what. I, I think these water people were exiled from Water Planet. Yeah, I think they dark, were a dangerous nuisance to the other water people, and so they they threw them on a on a ship. A hundred families plus you know the commander, Hollow and Zara, and they just sent them off. Uh, but maybe they were too dumb to realize that's what was happening. And so now they're trying to get back, real, yeah. not realizing they are unwelcome on Water Planet. I think it's a Jar Jar Binks situation, really. Yeah, that makes sense. Similar so, type of creature, even. Yeah. So, uh, wonderful recap. I, I, first, I want to start with my theory on Colonel Wilcox. So, Please. I, I think you're. I think you're correct. It is entirely possible that he, that his career is continuing in a downward spiral but the last time we see him he's just reporting on a diamond heist on on a diamond robbery this time we see him talking about something that could potentially harm the coastline so i think it's possible that he he could be redeeming himself. This is happening also around the same time that we know Wendy Marvin and Wonder Dog are going to disappear. Um, yeah. And so it makes me think, could he... Could Colonel Wilcox's uh, slow and and faint signs of career progress be the silver lining of this pile of dog shit of an episode. Now, you know, there there's Could no be. there's no way to know, but for me personally, I uh I, I feel like that's a possibility. You know, for his sake I hope so, but I, I do ask you this. Do we do you think we will see Colonel Wilcox ever again after no. this episode? I hope I not. don't think and, so either. But but what I what I hope that they do is in the next DC universe, I hope they make a new sexy version of Colonel Wilcox, oh, or yeah. do a or do like a origin story. Let's say let's say <laughs> you were let's say you were going to um, you were directing a a DC movie and you're going to incorporate uh, Colonel Wilcox. Who who would you cast him as? So he'd be young. Uh, yeah. I would say that you know he's got to be he's got to be sexy. It has to be young enough that we see him 
you know, we have the we have time to see him grow into the Colonel Wilcox we know. Right. And I say it's Yeah, wait. So wait till you uh, see if you have yours and then cuz I have mine and let's say them at the same time, okay? Okay, so I have to I have to think about this for a quick moment. Really, you're looking up. You're looking up IMDb. Looking, looking up. Uh, you know who were who were the hot young stars? Okay, you know what? I know exactly who it is. I think I know who I have. Okay, ready for this? Yeah. Three, two, one. Timothy Liam Hemsworth. Oh, yeah. No, you're right. It's Timothy Chalamet. You're right. It's Timothy Chalamet. It has to be Chalamet. He's the only one. You're right. It has to be. (laughs) That can bring that pathos. And I can just imagine that that first scene where a young Colonel Wilcox is uh, calling the Justice League for the first time. Well, and and here's the thing. I, I even know how we... I even know how... We uh, figure it out. I, I, I mean, I know how we meet him, rather. Yeah. So, there's some world danger happening. The military is there. Superman, uh, like, maybe catches, like a, a, like, a truck that a monster has thrown, or a tank or something, catches it, Right as it's about to take out, uh, like a, a bunch of military people, he puts it down. He turns around, and then something comes up behind him. A young man yells out, "Superman, look out!" He turns, deals with whatever that is, and then he turns back around and says, "Thank you." What's your name? And then Timothy Chalamet pulls <laughs> off his helmet. And says, Lieutenant Wilcox. Lieutenant nice Wilcox. Nice to meet you. Oh my gosh. And then, and like, it pauses. Like, there's a pause. Because, as a director, I know that the movie theater is going to explode. <laughs> They're going to be like, holy shit, it's Wilcox! He's going to be Colonel Wilcox! It's going to be like... It's going to be like... the. the the footage of like Bollywood movies or like movies in India where there's confetti and people freaking out. It's gonna be that. People are going to cheer. And you're right. That's you're gonna have to need a long pause for people to register with what is actually happening. And then I think we, we get we can get like a second cheer, um because uh, Superman will say before he flies off to, you know, deal with this danger some more, he'll be he'll say, "Well, Lieutenant, I hope we meet again." And then he fly, and then you know the audience is gonna, oh man, they're gonna explode again because we're like, oh my god, they're gonna meet so many more times. Well, hold on, is this the is this a a, a Colonel Wilcox movie or is it Colonel Wilcox appearing in another so, title? This is Colonel Wilcox appearing 
and okay. uh, uh, a superhero, like maybe a Superman movie or uh, an early Justice League movie. I see. But then we go back and and we tell Wilcox's story in another movie that spins off of this. Okay, yeah, and in that and in that one, he, he um, you we don't see the Super Friends, we don't see any DC characters for the entirety of that movie until the climax, whenever Lieutenant Wilcox steps in and his suggestion for to fix a problem is to call the Justice League, and then he does, and then he's promoted to Colonel Wilcox, and that that's the. The impetus for that. Yeah. And and it, the movie ends with his hair immediately going white and him putting on horn-rimmed glasses. Yeah. But still, in every other sense, looking like Timothy Chalamet. They do nothing yeah. to age him beyond that. No. that I mean, they're going to uh, use high school musical stage you know, makeup essentially yeah so up close he will look like a cat yeah yeah it's it's intentional so um well uh, that's great i think that we're in we're in the same uh similar places for colonel wilcox now because this is the last time that we see mark well all right so i'm I'm also going to say this so last episode the planet splitter the one about was that the last episode? Planet Splitter was the last episode? Yeah. Yes, that was the last one. In the last episode, I had a thought. And that thought was, wow, they really aren't giving Wonder Dog anything to do. Uh, he has no lines. He has no effect on the plot. I can't imagine an episode where he would have less to do. <laughs> um, and the Waterman show, it, it, it proved me wrong. Uh, yeah, he Wonder Dog is so very inconsequential in this episode. It, the only thing that he really does is plays water polo at the very, very last seconds of this episode. Otherwise, yeah. I think he also he runs back and forth very quickly at one point to show but, that Hollow can swim fast. But that's yeah. unnecessary because Robin was probably going to say that anyway. Yeah, indeed. So, uh, you know, I, it's interesting how he, his arc through the, his season arc, he also just kind of fizzles out into ob, uh, obscurity. Yeah. Uh, now, you know, uh, we're going to give our, our recaps of like how we would end this in a in a, in a single act and perhaps this will come up when we do that but i want to point out that this is yet again a situation where marvin identifies the bad guy right off the bat uh, yeah. he he sees he sees out of the window two figures Two Christ-like figures walking yep. on the water's surface. Is that correct? Yes. So he 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 identifies. He correctly identifies it, and he alerts everyone as he's trained to do. I saw two figures walking on water outside, and he is met with, of course, from Wendy, 
ridicule and from everyone else just an outright dismissal um and i've been you know since this is the last time that we see marvin it's got me thinking you know for a while i was blaming wendy and that wendy is just a sour you know festering presence who is just fueled purely by resentment and hatred for this uh, for this man for this young man and you know i kind of for a while i was faulting her but i was you know and and perhaps we've mentioned this but i it it's bears mentioning again perhaps that for every time marvin correctly spots something out of the ordinary that he that is actually connected to the plot perhaps there are at least 50 instances where he's just making stuff up and wasting people's time so maybe it's a situation where he one out of 50 times he's telling the truth but they've all learned that he's just going to lie incessantly nonstop. So it's better for everyone if they just dismiss it and then maybe it turns out that he's right. Yeah. Well, and you know, I, I, I certainly think some of Wendy's resentment is understandable. She is, you know, a child still, she is still high in high school And yet, somehow, it has fallen to her to care for this other person who cannot be left on his own. And that's tough. That's tough. She she shouldn't have to do that. She shouldn't have had to grow up so quickly as to have to take care of this... This... this, Invalid. This person who has, at different times, uh, you know, run into walls for no reason. Yeah. She, she is, she deserves to have her own life free of the shackles of Marvin. Yeah. And you know what? I'm sure it's a complicated thing. Cause I bet, you know, if, if Marvin did die, a part of her would feel relief. And then My big she would for the rest of her life feel unbearable guilt for feeling that relief. Yeah. She she's in a no-win situation. She's either stuck with him forever or crippled with guilt forever. Yeah. No, her life is over. So her resentment makes sense. But that haven't been said. It is not just her. I, everyone dismisses him at, for what he says. So, yeah. It just it strikes me that it's possible that anytime we don't see him on camera, He's just making stuff up. He's just going, oh, yeah. oh look, it's the moon, and it's got, you know, it's got a sword, and now it's you're flying into a pie and stuff. And he's just incessantly babbling, so that yeah. the times where he does see something, that it, he's completely un, un, unreliable. Because this one especially. So this starts with the trouble alert, and a call from Colonel Wilcox about two different ocean problems at the same time. 
This is at the same yeah. time that he that um they said that Batman was taking the kids on a submarine ride with his friend. Uh so everyone's in the water. Everyone knows that yeah. there's problems in the water. And yet when he spots something out of the out of the ordinary, the consensus is absolutely not you are you are wrong. So that's that's what yeah. got me thinking about it again. Yeah. 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 When you when you are friends with you know multiple superpowered beings and every week you meet aliens from a different planet trying to fix whatever ecological disaster has ruined their planet you would think you would have a, you would allow a little more leeway uh, or, you know, you would understand that maybe there could be more aliens and you wouldn't dismiss things so quickly. Indeed. Now, I, I've got a question for you, Michael, because you're a man of science, correct? Of course. For, you're first and foremost a scientist. Uh, I know that you've not worked in any scientific field as of yet, but I think holistically, you would I would consider you a man of science. I mean, I think we can both consider science is, above all, a state of mind. Yeah, science is more a feeling than, uh, than a, a course of study. So, yes. what I want to ask you is this. Water, so the makeup of water is... Uh, H2O. That means yeah. one part hydrogen, two parts oxygen. Uh, no, uh, one part oxygen, two parts hydrogen. Fuck. All right. Because it's H2, That's... meaning two hydrogens, and O, one oxygen. All right. Well, I've already shown what an idiot I am. Yeah, I, yeah I, I, know, I know what that I, means. I don't know that two... we can release this episode, given the, uh, the, the degree to which you have just humiliated now, yourself listen listen to me I, I that was a test hydrogen is connected to the oxygen molecule the oxygen mo molecule because it has its extra valence or whatever is connected to another hydrogen molecule M what i'm wondering is is any of that silicon no, but I will say <clears throat> it is salt water, so there's a little more in there, little and more, what? more chemicals. There's more like the ocean is full of a bunch of stuff. There's sand on the bottom. Like there is silicon in the ocean. For, from what the salt? Yeah, and, you know, because there's silicon in. The, you know, the, the earth's crust that comes up from, you know, so, you know, the ocean floor gets so the agitated, sand. things get into the water. Yeah. So, all right. So, so sand is, is mostly I, silicon, I think. So, so this is what I'm wondering. This, a, this race of people who purely exist in water, they yeah. come to our planet and... They don't understand, like, the best they could come up with is collecting the trace amounts of sand 
that they see in water and, you know, sifting through it, they don't even spot the the shores filled with nearly pure silicon. Or the fact that, you know, sand on the beach is largely silicon. But some they have the technology to for interstellar travel, for uh, submarine spaceship hybrids, and for drawing the silicon out of the ocean water. But they do not have the ability to process beach silicon. That seems like that would be a much easier technology than pretty much any of the, any of the other things Michael, I just listed. Beats... Beach silicon is the same silicon that is under the surface. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. 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 I, I don't. It's, I don't get it. It's like. It's like I don't know how to explain it. It's like if you were if there was an oil well, and you're like, well, I guess I just have to take these little specks of oil that are coming off of. The, this oil well, but I look. This is a children's show. I can't let it get to me to this extent. Well, and to be fair you know what to I you. think it's. You know what I think it is. What? So I, I think that this the these aliens are are racist, um, because. Oh, I mean, it's During... pretty clear. They they have a, a real, like, superiority thing going on. Yeah. Whenever they see human technology, like, these idiots with their wheels. Yeah. Why don't they live in the water where it's, uh, the temperature's cool. better? And he's, he's, con- they're constantly shitting on humans. I, I think they know that silicon, that they can get silicon from sand and they are merely just exerting their bias. And they don't want to lower themselves to touching, quote-unquote, what is considered land. Um, yeah. I think it's a racism thing. I, I, I could see that. I could also see that they started their extracting the silicon from the water process. And then... Some some low level person on the mothership just does a scan and realizes that it's a, there's an easier way to get silicon, but they're already committed. Yeah. So like, no, that's we're, we're going to do it this way because they're too embarrassed to change course. It's, it's a it's a pride issue. Yeah. Let me ask you this, Michael. What is the difference between what's known as a Hollywood wind machine and a large fan? You know, um, I'm going to guess the Hollywood wind machine is much more attractive. It's, (laughs) you know, it's maybe... It has body issues. uh, 
Yeah, it has body issues. It's in a, it's in a it's in a guild. It's in a union. It's in a union. It it probably waffles between uh, maniacal self confidence and crippling self doubt. I was wondering. So, it, it, at, as you mentioned, there's a point where Superman to help solve a problem borrows a quote unquote Hollywood wind machine. I think that's what he says. Yeah. Uh, which is, I guess, is just a fan, a large fan. Yes. Number one, this is a um, a power that Superman is well known for having. And yeah. we've seen him in the past solve a planetary environment problem through the use of yeah. his lungs uh, on its own. So I'm wondering if this was just a a prank was was he just trying to f- kind of fuck over this uh this uh, by whom stu- and on whom would this prank Do, be i i who's pulling this prank and who are they pulling it on i i prank is the wrong word is he just bullying this movie studio by uh taking their stuff because he doesn't he doesn't need it um yeah I, I can't think of any other reason why he would why he would want that. I'm gonna guess this movie studio in the past did a Superman movie because you know the oh. person at the studio he talks to says that's yes. why we were doing a Superman movie. I think Superman did not like how that movie turned out, and he is, this is his small bit of revenge. Either taking away he, their wind machine. Do you think he auditioned? Oh, that could be. He auditioned to play himself, and they're like, I'm sorry, Superman. That's weird. You just don't have the range we're looking for as an actor. And he and goes, I hurt his feelings, you know? And he says, You, you, you don't want to hear that you're not good enough to play yourself. And he goes, but I'm fucking Superman. And it was a big... And they're like, was, not in this movie, you're not. It was, And it was, it was a really tense moment. And then Timothy Chalamet walked in and he goes, oh, is it too late? You know, is, am I here on time for my reading? And that was when Superman wrestled with the idea of himself getting older and the fact that he, him playing himself in like small, Smallville High would not work. Now, I say that they wouldn't. No one knows his true identity, so the Superman movie would not be about the character of Superman. It would just be about Superman existing in the world, not really yeah. knowing anything about him. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, either but, way, I think he yeah. got edged out by Chalamet. I think, I think you're right. And I think, again, they don't do anything to Chalamet to make him look like the character so he doesn't he doesn't you know put on muscle weight or anything he looks exactly as he looks in everything just wearing a superman suit let me i i need to ask you about something the part of this where robin a full full-fledged member of the justice league is driving a boat and having a conversation with hollow um yeah. What the fuck was that? Yeah, well, 
You mean how he tries to blow off Hollow and continue on his way, even though he's yeah. investigating an ocean-based problem, and a fish man has just uh, <laughs> entered the fray? <laughs> a fish man has emerged who has the capability of leisurely swimming at the same speed as the boat. He does not look of this world by any account. And Robin's response seems to be, hey, get out of here, you. I'm very busy. Robin has not picked up any of the Batman, any of the detective skills we are told Batman has. No. At this point, Robin's the 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 most beneficial thing that Robin has done was made that joke about an air cooled camel. Yeah, um, and everything else has been inconsequential. And do you think? Do you think Robin is still trying to sort of dine out on that joke? Do you think every once in a while <coughs> he says to Batman, "Hey, remember that uh, air cooled camel joke from?" Uh, few weeks ago that was funny right i think he's tried it on different stuff like i'm sure oh yeah he was like oh man if only we had an air-cooled coral reef and it hasn't been landing and but he he keeps trying to bring it up well and it had and i think it's to a point where the rest of the justice league have like meetings about it yeah because you know, it's it's too much to like, hey, Batman, you gotta talk to Robin. He just keeps going back to this air-cooled joke. He he let six people die in a fire because yeah. he was he took the time to make a joke about uh, air-cooled fire trucks, which already exist while we were on a rescue mission. Uh, and Batman didn't want to hear any of it because I feel like if he starts peeling back the layers of problems, they're going to get into a lot more of it. So I, I think he probably ignored it. Yeah. Also, another um, thought I had watching this episode. What what do you think the Gotham City of this world is like? Because Batman has a lot of free time. It's just in the middle of the day, taking Wendy Marvin and Wonder Dog on a fun submarine trip. He he is most often charged with looking after these these teenagers. So clearly, there's not a lot of crime or danger going on in Gotham that he needs to worry about. We I feel like a couple of episodes they have like said that they took place in Gotham. Yeah. But, um, no, this almost seems like it's before, like, alright, so either one, this is before, (sighs) number one, this is either before Gotham descends into darkness, or Gotham has been renovated and is, uh, and is great. It's it's just fine, which I think the fact that we've seen a Gotham City, maybe it's that, maybe it's that. I think Batman, it would have to be because if it hasn't descended into darkness yet, why is he even Batman? Yeah, 
Batman has he has suitably fixed the infrastructure of Gotham so that it permanently is out of danger and maybe he's retired and he's just you know he's just enjoying driving around and taking <laughs> taking kids on vacation <laughs> and letting them use his beach house and stuff he's he's which, in his twilight years which uh, raises an interesting point if that's the case then in a very real sense this is the best most effective version of batman yeah this is this is this is the the prime batman this is as good as batman gets yeah, this is the platonic ideal of the Dark Knight. Yeah. He, yeah. Because he really didn't do anything in this either. No one does anything in this. Batman, uh, no. Superman st- trolls a, uh, a, a TV studio. And really, the one who should have the most to do, Aquaman, who I think when they were pitching this idea, they were probably doing it so that they could give Aquaman specifically some stuff to do. Yeah. Talks to Parrotfish and talks to, talks to uh, yeah. What well, was it? A drum fish? I think so. Yeah, he talked to a lot of fish. Also, Aquaman does two things. He talks to sea life, and he is presumably the best swimmer. In the world. He. He swims really well. And so his one chance to really shine on that front. He he fails to catch Hollow. Yeah. He. The guy who's supposed to be the best at swimming. Is out swum. But he's a waterman. And water that feels. Man. Michael. He's a waterman. He is a waterman. He met he met his match. That's the 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 struggle here. So, do we think now for the rest of the series we're going to see uh, uh, an Aquaman really going through an existential crisis? If I am not the waterman, think... who am yeah. I? I think that's what the next five years. I think that's what the five year break is for. Yeah, he He's, has to really work on himself yeah. for all that time. So ultimately, they they find these watermen and then they uh, explain the situation that we all the the viewer knows, and their reaction, of course, as is with all aliens who come here and cause problems is oh well here here's a a simple solution you should have just told us let's do that why won't these aliens ever face punishment and like they didn't cause any so the last people the the planet splitters they didn't cause any more damage than these guys and yet they got turned into the authorities. Is it the fact that they're aliens and they don't have 
technically a jurisdiction is could that yeah. be why i think it is i think it's a jurisdiction issue i think then why doesn't superman just kill them on sight sure yeah he's not killing anyone with legal protections no and they they've they've established if you do something that is against the set laws you have to face punishment it doesn't matter if it's for a good cause or you're desperate you break the law you face corporal punishment and these watermen not only did they escape justice but they got free sand yeah yeah sand that i think a regular person would pay thousands of dollars a pound for top dollar Top silicon dollar. This rich. is quality sand. This silicon is rich pure sand. uncut silicon that they're yeah. just getting for free. They're just getting for free. That's another thing. Yeah, this. Was... I mean, the, the, these are our tax dollars essentially subsidizing these 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 watermen who have not contributed their own taxes. You know, they're no. not they're not working jobs here. Uh, paying Why paying for they? all this silicon. Why would they work land jobs when they're used to working water jobs and they have nothing but disdain for land jobs? They, you know, we... The, the episode tells us that they they need this silicon to fuel their ships so they can get back home. But I think really... They're doing what they're doing because they hate us and our freedom. Yeah, yeah, and I think, I think you're right. All they, uh, all they want to do is, is, is live off the welfare silicon teat. Yeah. At our expense. Yeah. Because they hate us and our freedom and our way of life. I think and it's very... they will stop at nothing to ruin that for us i think it's fair to say that this this episode specifically has converted me to alt-right absolutely i mean because that's the only that's the only philosophy that's going to protect us from these water people it's the only philosophy that makes sense (laughs) um i can't think of really any other points uh, about this episode listener if you you watch this episode you know what we're talking about this they they phoned this in they uh you know th- they needed just something to end this season uh one thing i think is funny is how if you look at the next episode it's the same length but it there's like three different titles separated by slashes yeah. I, I think the writers realized that a 45-minute kid show that has no plot is unsustainable and nobody wants it. And so yeah. they they changed to a three 15-minute things, uh, which I, I, I am looking forward to. I am uh, too. And actually, I'm going to look. I think it might actually... I think the episode length, total episode length, 
goes down to, I think, becomes a half-hour show. So I think it might be three seven-minute things. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look. Wow. They were like, hey, guys, 50 minutes is too long for a children's cartoon show. <laughs> we are going insane here. I, I like the idea that maybe the producers didn't realize... Oh. So it looks like they the there are some twenty two minute, but mostly it's still forty six minutes. So there there are oh, three really? fifteen minute things, but I do think eventually it becomes a half hour show. I yeah, it I does. By by season three, it is it is fully they they they're you know twenty to twenty five minute long episodes. Yeah. Uh. So. I can't think of any other points to bring up about this episode. Can you, Michael? I, I, I can't. I can't really either. And so, I ask you, how would you have ended this episode in a single act? Um, so, what I would... Now, and this goes back to the comment I had before about uh, Marvin. I would have them believe Marvin. Uh, I would have they, at, at one point, I'm confident that they had communicators. I would bring back the communicator. Marvin, communicate to Superman. Superman, find the people walking in water. Follow them back. Find the the ship laser it behead because superman loves cutting off people's heads i yep. would have him well cut off hollow and uh zara decapitate them and let the ship filled with water people die a problem solved a race of aliens that are trying to steal from the United States of America, they get they get what they deserve. Yeah, I think I think that's a good end. Yeah, I think I think that is just and fair. It's the Hall of the Justice, the Hall of the Justice League. So, yeah, we need justice. Uh, what I would do, I think, around like the third time. An alien race came to the planet and started fucking around with things because of some, I don't know, ecological disaster back home or because they need something here. The Justice League and like the governments of Earth should put up multiple signs around the planet that say... Hey, aliens, if you're going to fuck with our ecosystem to help solve some problem on your planet, come talk to us first. Yeah. Because we can probably help you fix this without you messing up our planet. And so they would do that. The water people would see that. And yeah. And then just ask for some silicon. The end. Yeah, I agree. They should have learned from their mistakes uh, at this point. 
And this happens essentially on a weekly basis. This this (laughs) this has happened with. Uh, this was like the first one, I think, is that someone was abducting who? All right, who was that guy? Simon. Simon. What was his name? Oh, um, oh man, Cedric. 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 Sir Cedric. Cedric. That's correct. And then what was that? That that alien was doing was abducting something. Yeah, I forget. He was stealing something, but it he was ha- stealing it something because his his world was out of it or something. Yeah, it happened with the heat guys. The they were so cold here. Yeah, they um, needed to heat up the world. Yeah, aliens love coming to our planet and taking things and insulting us as they do it. And yeah, because because remember <laughs> when Wendy goes. They're like, oh, we assumed it would be okay if we went into your ocean and took this. And when he goes, <laughs> well, maybe it's because we use the ocean like a trash can. <laughs> so, uh, my rating for this episode, and I don't know if it will be as a surprise, I am giving it one drumfish out of 51 drumfish. Uh, uh, it is close, close to zero. I I don't know. <sighs> I struggled with the idea of giving it one drum fish and that it feels generous, yeah. but zero, I don't know what zero drum fish would be, but, um, I'm giving it one. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, <clears throat> This was a super generic episode <clears throat> with an easily solved conflict that ultimately wouldn't have needed the Justice League's intervention at all. Yeah. And also, you know, Robin not putting together that he should maybe look into this Waterman. Um... It's it's embarrassing for him, it's embarrassing for Batman, it's embarrassing for the Justice League as a whole. That he is a member of this team and couldn't make the most basic of connections. All of that put together, I'm going to give this... Uh, half... Half a bipedal submarine machine out of 607 bipedal submarine machine things. I just, uh, and that got me thinking about Professor Mady again, who all we knew is that he looked like a, he looked like a nice man. And yeah. That was it. That was the extent of his existence they could yeah. have just been he had, he had no other somewhere. character traits <laughs> well he looks like a nice man i'm on board he didn't do anything <laughs> and here's the thing no no normal person has a submarine like that that is a private citizen with a giant yeah. submarine 
Yeah, he is an eccentric, that, probably evil billionaire. That's it. With, with That's the only thing special, he can be. With a special hatch that conceals the Batmobile. He, he's planning on stealing the Batmobile. This is the yeah. beginning of a different episode where he's the villain. It has to be. Otherwise, why was yeah. he there? Yeah, this is, he is a full-on Bond villain. Listener, I'm 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 sorry. Uh, this it was supposed to be the the farewell to Wendy and Marvin and Wonder Dog, and, and that should be a happy occasion. But uh, I'm afraid I'm afraid the Waterman ruined that for us. Yeah, I do. Have you over the course of this episode come up with any sort of thoughts on what you think might have happened to Wendy, Marvin, and Wonder Dog? man I don't know part of me thinks that maybe it was a mutual split maybe they decided they realized that they didn't need to be with the super friends and you know Wonder Dog realized that he was not contributing anything and uh, Marvin realized that he was just causing problems and Wendy realized that she was ignored and she would, they were abusing her by making her cook biscuits all the time and that she yeah. you know really had more to offer elsewhere and it was just a you know have, did you watch the the documentary the is it called Get Back the uh the Beatles documentary on Disney on uh, I have not. Uh, Disney Plus you know, it's it's interesting because you you know you I grew up hearing stories about the seventies and you know people say oh you know Yoko Ono split up the Beatles but I think it's a it's a good uh, documentary because it shows that um, it, the the Beatles had been together since high school essentially and yeah they were almost thirty. And at that point, you want to do different things with your life. You, you, sure. The, the natural thing is to leave. And then also, their last concert, someone had gotten really hurt. There had been several, you know, injuries. And so, you know, they, they were in a position where they were like, oh, this seems like the natural end of our journey. Um, yeah. And so, you know, we're going to the, move on and you know that yoko ono always gets uh they always make it seem like oh she split them up they were they were all friends i mean they were they were a a a group of friends so you know the the fact is once you've spent enough time in a certain situation it it makes sense for you to evolve and move on and a part of me thinks that that's what happened with with Wendy Marvin and Wonder Dog. A second larger part of me thinks that after they were playing water polo, Batman slipped Hollow and Zara 50 bucks to drown them. So that that aligns closely to what I think. I don't think anyone had to drown them. I think they fully just drowned playing water polo trying to keep up with the watermen. I think I think Wendy Marvin and Wonder Dog 
barely handled themselves walking around on land. They're, they're not, they are not strong enough swimmers to be playing water polo with water people. Well, and also, so I, also to, I think they just, they drowned playing water polo and the, the water people didn't know enough about human physiology to realize that the three of them were drowning. Well, they also, they also pointed out, they said, oh, you have water polo on your planet too? So they could have been talking about two different sports. And yeah. the, the watermen, their interpretation of water polo is that where they're all submerged and it's more of a struggle. So, yeah, that, that, that is a, the 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 biggest part of me thinks that's what it is shortly after this episode ends uh we've got there's a a horrible i don't know if horrible is the right word a fateful water polo accident where all three of them yeah. uh are are killed yeah and i think what makes it more tragic i bet it takes Maybe even a couple of days before the super friends even realize that that they aren't there. They've sunk. They're on the bo- at the bottom of the ocean. Well, I say I said that the Batman slipped in fifty bucks to kill them, but that also could have been the terms of the silicon. They said, yeah. "Oh, thank you so much for providing us with the silicon," and then Wonder Woman goes, "Uh, uh, uh, not yet." <laughs> This uh, this silicon comes at a price, and they said, "Well, we'll do anything." And then uh, she makes the uh, indecent proposal. Yeah, and you know what? Looks like they they did a good job. Um, because so I think when we get to this next episode, they uh, no one's in jail or anything for for the deaths of the junior super friends. So whatever happened, yeah, whatever happened no one was held legally liable. They are, they're wards of the justice league. I think, I don't think anyone else wants them. Yeah. And, and the justice league didn't want them either. It was just a court. They had to have them. Yeah. Do you, do you have the names of the next episode, uh, up? I, you know what? I think I actually do, or at least I did moments ago. Yes. Okay. The uh, the next episodes. So here, how about oh, go this? Ahead. Tell me the first one. I'll give you an answer as soon as possible, and we'll just do that three. Okay. 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 The brain machine. The brain machine. It's a machine that finds out your sexual. Uh, desires and creates a succubus version of it. Cut your dick off. Next, I think I think that's right. The joyride, the joyride. Uh, the succubus takes your dick and it uh, creates a roller coaster out of it and uh, forces everyone to to get on the dick sucking roller coaster. You just cut out. I cannot okay. hear you. Well, when I edit the episode, you'll get to hear what I said. <laughs> yeah. All right. And then next, because there are two more. It's actually four things. So what? it might be four. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's four like ten minute long things. All right, then the invasion of the Earthors. Earthors. Yeah, like Earth O R S. I think that they're Earthors. Earth, a subterranean Earth dwelling people, but they are um, ores. Yeah, I, I I think that's almost certainly the case. And then yeah. finally, the whirlpool. The whirlpool is a euphemism for Aquaman's asshole. <laughs> he has a he has a yeah. butt problem. He does. It's 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 him uh, getting a colonoscopy. Do you have any uh, uh, takes on the the brain wave, the brain machine, the brain you machine? I think I think that is uh, everyone in the in the Justice League erasing their memories of whatever happened to Wendy Marvin and Wonder Dog. What about the Joyride? I think the Joyride uh, is. I think I think Mady has succeeded in stealing the the Batmobile, and he is uh, uh, driving it around. Five years Enjoy later, riding. Yep. What about the yeah? Earth and Wars? like that is where his villain career peaked. So it's yeah. kind of a sad joyride. Like he's like, oh, I haven't really done jail. anything since I stole the yeah yeah. He's not he's the not Batmobile five years ago. Uh, what's that? The Earth Wars. Yeah, the invasion of the Earthors. Invasion of the Earthors. I think that is. Um, I think I think that is. Uh, they're at like a convention, and they call like the nerds who come to see them the Earthors. So oh, it's I see. it's really it's really just the Justice League being San pretty Francisco. cruel to their fan base. Got it. Got it. And then finally, the uh, the Whirlpool. I think uh, this is where the members of the Justice League get into a swinger lifestyle in the, uh, the hot tub in Bruce Wayne's backyard. Sounds hot. I'm on board for it. Listeners, remember to pour one out for Wendy Marvin and Wonder Dog. You know, they weren't... They weren't the smartest, they weren't the nicest, and they weren't even the most necessary. And that's all I have. Yeah. They also weren't very capable. Good night till next episode. Good night. <laughs>